0: Excellent Okay, now it's on me All right, like I said, my name is Frank. I'm an alcoholic And I'm really really extremely grateful to have that piece of information today um, I Want to thank my pops right here Roki, for asking me to come out And I want to clear something up. I it not like he made it sound like I came from another state or something I just came from Hollywood, California and uh, (laughs) might as well be another planet sometimes, depends on uh, what time of night it is. But I will have you know that I was born and raised in this city right here, so it's kind of surreal to be leading a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous in a park where I used to drink 40 ounces when I was probably like 12 years old, kind of ironic. But, um, so thank you, Pops, for asking me to come out. So I only have 10 minutes, so it's really hard to share. I mean, it's a very, very general (laughs) way. what it used to be like, what happened, what it's like now. But I definitely qualify to be here, 100%. I, I have alcoholism through and through. Okay, um, once I put one in one my in my body, after succumbing to that obsession of the mind one more time, the physical allergy takes over, and I usually end up in handcuffs. It's my story. I've been drinking and using since the age of nine years old, and I've had intermittent periods of sobriety since uh, So I'm almost 40 now, but, I'm coming up on two years now. And uh, I've had nine years in the past, so I've been doing this dance for about 18 years in recovery. So I'm very familiar with the 12 steps, the 12 step process. My problem has always been the application of the 12 step process, okay? Um, Big difference. Knowing what they are and being able to apply them is night and day. Um, So, let's see. You know, I drink for the effect, produce. I remember the first time I read the doctor's opinion, uh, eons ago. And for the very first time, I was able to identify what my problem was. You see, because for so many years, I thought, like, I just liked to party. You know, I just thought I'd like to have a good time. Maybe I was a little excessive. Maybe I was the only one still up drinking. Maybe I was the only one that still wanted to party the next day. But I'm sure there was other people out there like, that, like me, you know. And I thought I'd maybe just, I just tied it on too long. And I kept, I kept trying and trying, like we read about in more about alcoholism, trying these different ways to quit, trying these different methods. You know, mine wasn't so much scotch to brandy as it was speed to heroin, okay? Um, If you got a problem with me talking about drugs, you should read the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. They talk about sedatives in there, which in those days was a drug. It was morphine, amphetamines, things like that. So anyways, um, I drank for the effect produced you know, and it took me a long time to realize what that effect was that I was looking for. I was looking for that ease and comfort. I was looking for that feeling. You know, after doing some work around here, I understand that I'm always running from or chasing a feeling, right? Because that effect produces a feeling, a feeling of being comfortable, a feeling of being secure, a feeling of having my skin fit, you know, a feeling of being a part of, you know? And I learned in the second part of step one, the unmanageability of my life isn't the fact that I go to prison, it's the fact that I'm, I have an inability to handle my feelings and emotions. I always wanna dilute it with something because I cannot experience it without some type of synthetic substance. I just can't, I'm in unable I'm to. I don't know if I was born that way or what, I stay out of that, <laughs> I stay out of that. You know, what I know today is that my feelings and emotions can dominate my life. I'm a feeling and emotional human being. And if I feel it, it must be real. I don't know if anybody else can relate to that. And they told me around here, Frank, it's okay. Your feelings aren't facts. Just because I feel a certain way doesn't mean it is a certain way, you know? And I remember the first time I got sober in 2005. It was the very first time that I embraced this thing because it was literally the last house on the block. I had ran out of angles. I had ran out of an agenda. It was either this or die. I was faced with that dilemma. To go on to the bitter end or accept spiritual help. I was literally at that crossing road. And I accepted spiritual help, reluctantly. You know, I was dragging my feet. But they say around here we read it in the traditions that this is a program of attraction, not promotion. And I came around here and I saw something in you people. I saw something that I had never quite experienced before in my life, something that wasn't on the prison yards or the garages or the alleys, something that was real, it was tangible, and it was called hope. I saw hope for the very first time, you know, hope of not having to live this life as a slave to my disease of alcoholism. I first learned what the disease of alcoholism was and how it manifests within me. I learned about that obsession of the mind and the allergy of body coupled with a spiritual malady. See, I had no idea that I was trying to fill myself with this void, fill this void inside. You know, I didn't know I had a spiritual sickness that I was trying to overcome every single day of my life, trying to produce that same synthetic spiritual experience that I experienced when I put that first one in me. I think the the day I first put one in me at nine years old, I had a spiritual experience. Because I was able to do, think, and feel that of which I wasn't able to do before. Now I come to Alcoholics Anonymous and I'm doing the 12 steps and I'm trying to discover a power that can enable me to have the same experience, but this time it's real. And it's something that I can share with others. Because I can't fucking keep it if I don't share it. You know, this program has enabled me to do things that I, I couldn't even dream of. Six-minute timer. So what it's like for me today. Um, wow. So I paroled. I had to go back to prison. So I had nine years sober, relapsed, banged my head against the wall a couple, few times, and went back to prison. Now they say try going out with a belly full of booze. Okay, well try going back to prison with a head full of spirituality. <laughs> Um, You know what, but we're chameleons, at least I am. And I was able to put that mask back on. And once I paroled in in 2020, 2021, 2020, Um, I jumped right back into it, I really did. I had one slip, but my my sobriety date is August 12th, 2021. So I'll be coming up on two years soon again. And um, I don't wanna take any credit for that. I don't wanna rest on my laurels. Just like I didn't wanna take any credit from like coming out of town. Like I just spent 30 minutes on the 210, really, it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, because I know that today I'm sober only by the grace of God and any success I may be having is far more his than it is mine, 100%. You see, because I got an ego that's trying to kill me on a daily basis. And if you're new around here and you don't know the acronym for ego, it's edging God out. So when my ego is running the show, my self will is running the show. My willpower is running the show and God's not, not even in the equation. He's not even in the room. I don't know about any of you, but I have this habit of not just telling God to take a knee and I got this, but I put that motherfucker in the trunk and I duct tape him so I can't even hear him. Because I like to run the show. But they told me, this is one of my favorite things they told me, my sponsor told me around here. He said, Frank, the only difference between run and ruin is the letter I. When I run it, I fucking ruin it every single time. So today in this process, you know, each and every day I surrender. And sometimes I surrender throughout the day. And the reason why I brought up, I pulled out of prison in 2020 is because my life does, <laughs> does not resemble what that life looked like only just three years ago. My life is incredible today. My daughters are back in my life. I have an amazing job. I'm a business owner. Uh, I, I'm a director of some stuff, <laughs> believe it or not. And, um, you know, it's all through the power of God. I gotta give all the credit to God, you know? Um, As a direct result of this 12 step process, you know, I'm able to think and feel that of which I wasn't able to do on my own. You know, I've acquired some spiritual principles in my life that I try to apply to the best of my ability each and every day so that I can stay spiritually fit to handle any situation that comes my way. Any situation, you know? You know, I love this process. I love Alcoholics Anonymous. It has really given me a life beyond my wildest dreams. I know that sounds hokey, but it's actually real. Um, it's really the best deal in town. It really is. And you know, I, when I, after I relapsed after nine years, I used to resent Alcoholics Anonymous. Like it failed me, you know, it failed me. But the reality was like I was talking about in the beginning, it was me that failed Alcoholics Anonymous. It was me that stopped applying the principles in my life. You see, I was under the impression that I was two-stepping, that I was staying sober and I was working with other alcoholics. But it was pointed out very clear to me that I was no-stepping, because you can't touch one without touching them all. And if you're not touching one, then you're touching none of them. I'm talking about the principles, right? If I'm being dishonest, then how the fuck can I be humble? If I'm being dishonest, how the fuck can I be spiritually aware? or show any brotherly love, right? You touch one, you touch them all. So I was no stepping. So it's no, re- it's no surprise that I went out, you know? And I had to honestly look at what I was doing and my behavior. And the reality was, is I was no stepping, you know? And the obsession returned and I drank and I drank and I drank and I couldn't stop drinking. Even when I wanted to one more time, you know, that's what makes me different than my fellows. I can't stop even as much even if I want to you know so I think that's my time and thank you for letting me share. So now I'm going to introduce Roki.
1: I'm Roki, I'm an alcoholic. Hey, did a good job. I uh you know I don't get I don't I don't get nervous to talk and meet with alcoholics anonymous you know but I will tell you I got a little nervous talking for 45 minutes. You know it's always funny you, you, you think uh forty five minutes what am I gonna say for forty five minutes and then you always don't have enough time you know I I've been coming here a long time so uh okay. Like, can you guys hear me? Frank was loud as fuck. He was super loud. You gotta use your big boy voice. So uh I uh you know in in order in order to to get to the 45 minutes though, I, I will t- talk a little bit about how, how I got here. What it was like before I got here. Uh not much because it, the thing is is the the longer I've been here the, the more that I, I know I I, I, I don't know if those, any of the stories I would tell you are true. I really don't know, you know, because I, I know for sure that there, there'd be my version of the truth. And uh, throughout the years the, that, that version has favored me a lot more, you know, than, than the, the actual truth, you know? And uh, because if, if you ask me, I, I came to on the first time I came here was in 2000. And uh, I, I thought I came here a pretty honest, spiritual guy. You know, I just I could just get out of jail, you know, and uh I didn't really get strung out too much on anything, you know, I just I just couldn't behave. And so uh when I when I got here I, I thought I was a pretty honest guy, you know, and uh I uh I had a little problem with alcohol and drugs. Not that bad though, you know, and uh the longer I've been in Alcoholics Anonymous, all those got worse, I got a lot worse at everything. Alcohol, drugs, you never got kept getting worse and worse and worse and uh the majority of my story is I've, I've been coming to alcoholics anonymous now longer than i've been doing anything else and so uh a lot of my story is a lot of my wreckage has been here in these rooms and so uh you know i was introduced I, i'll tell you obviously I, I don't know if you can tell but i spent most of my life in jail or prison most of my life until i came to aa and uh i got to Al- alcoholics anonymous i had uh, i just got out my wife was pregnant and uh you know i promised i was gonna do good i was gonna stay and all this stuff you know and uh you know i I was out four days and i I disappeared i took my wife's car and i disappeared you know and uh you know i had just got out everybody was afraid but nobody wanted to call the cops because they're afraid to take me back you know because they would have for sure you know and so uh so everybody just had to suffer and wait for me to return and uh I did. I returned after three, four, five days or something, you know, when I had no more money, no no you know, more gas or whatever it was. And uh, you know, so I drove back to my mom's where me and my wife were living at the time and uh in my wife's car, you know, my tail between my legs, and uh my brother in law came and said, Hey, my boss said he'll give you a job if you go to a meeting. And I said, What what meeting? I go right now, you know, and uh it just so happened to be a, it was Friday night, so my first meeting was a Friday night speaker meeting at the 502, and uh I wanted to make it clear though I was going to work tomorrow, right? If I go to this meeting, and he was like, "Yeah, you go to the meeting, you go to work tomorrow," and so, uh, so every day I went to a meeting, I got to go to work, and that that's how I was introduced to Alcoholics Anonymous, and uh be- because it was so beneficial, I, I I didn't have no problem staying, you know, I I, I stayed here for a little bit and. Uh, you know I, I i'm a chronic relapse i relapse a lot of times in these last 23 years you know that's what, what i do you know i can get five though this is this is gonna be my third this month i'll have five is this is the third time i come up on five years and uh so you know i i did what i was told to do you know so i could keep my job and uh <coughs> you know and my life changed immediately you know i i had never done anything before you know i never had a license i i i, I never had a job i never had anything i all I did was go to jail and so, uh, you know, I came to Alcoholics Anonymous and obviously my life changed dramatically. So why wouldn't I do this thing, you know? And uh, and I, I would pick up a lot of things that you guys would say in here and, and use them to my advantage, you know? And, uh, you know, one of my favorite things, for, you know, because Frank talked a lot about God because that, that, that's why we're here, you know? That's the purpose of the 12 steps, you know? And, uh, and so when I came here, I, I never had a problem with God never i had I, I had a problem facing him because i felt so guilty all the time about the way i was living you know but uh that, that was the only problem i had with god but when uh, when you guys said i could make up my own god i said oh perfect you know and so uh you know little by little i started making my own god creating him he didn't have any history or, or you know any, any, anything we could look back on but he was mine and uh and little by little he started looking more and more like me and so uh so i stuck around here for a while being god i was i was god in my life and so whatever it was i did god forgave me and so uh i I was able to be very dishonest you know very irresponsible still come to meetings you know not care and uh you know not not living like a good man at all and uh I did that for a lot of years in Alcoholics Anonymous. It took me a long time because I, I, I would always, my, my go-to was, my default was, I'm doing, I'm doing way better than I've ever done in my life. What, what could be wrong? So what, I'm cheating on my wife. So what? If you stay in prison as long as I have, you cheat on your wife too. You know, she cheated on me, you know? So I had an excuse for every bad behavior. And uh, you know, little by little, it, it doesn't matter. You know, when, when the worst thing I ever done in my life was live that way in AA. I, I I never I never AA fucked me up so bad. I never felt bad for nothing until I came to Alcoholics Anonymous. I could do whatever I wanted to do. I didn't feel bad. You know, I came to Alcoholics Anonymous and now I started start feeling bad for everything. You know, and as much as I would ignore it, the more and more I would ignore it, the worse and worse I, I was able to become. You know, and. Uh, and I, I became very successful. I, I, when when I sober up, I I become successful. I, I'm a hustler, you know. And so immediately I I do well. And so uh, you know since I started coming out called Anonymous, I uh I, I, was, I was doing real good, you know. I was doing everything that, that I, I could show up. That was my specialty. I could show up and I could do what I said. And so I was a, I was able to grow a couple good businesses in Alcoholics Anonymous. And uh, you know, there's nothing worse than being successful in Alcoholics Anonymous and, and doing whatever it is you want to do, you know, because the more successful I got, the more I could do whatever I wanted to do, you know, and uh, you know, one of my another one of my defaults was if I was feeling real bad, I'd, I'd pay someone's rent, you know, or, or help someone out, put a motor in someone's car. You know, I, I ruined a lot of lives and hurt a lot of people with money. Because I I run around and, and help, you know, and that's why right now I'm not allowed to help nobody. You know, it's one of the rules my sponsor has. I, I, I'm not allowed to help anybody. But uh, you know, I, I I hung out around here and lived off that instant gratification for, but you know, I'm coming up on five for 18 years. 18 years since I come down Alcoholics nuns I did go back to prison, maxed out my number what once, but since then I have not. I've not since I've come to Alcoholics Anonymous. That's the only time I went to. Went back to prison in 01. Since then, I have not been back to prison. You know, somehow, somewhere, Alcoholics Anonymous kept me out of prison, whether I behaved poorly or not. You know, and uh, and the 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 stuff that I was able to do in Alcoholics Anonymous, the shameful and 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 terrible things I was able to do in Alcoholics Anonymous, were was so much worse because because people trusted me. You know. My wife trusted me, you know, my mom trusted me. You guys trusted me because I, I played it off real good. I, I, I looked good around here. I helped a lot of people around here, you know, mostly financially. I didn't have anything else to offer. And so I, I was able to keep doing that. And uh, I did that for a lot of years. you know. And uh, when things got bad, all, all I had to do is just act like you guys were lying. You know, especially when you talked about meditation. I was like, yeah, fuck you. You know, meditate. Come on, man. You know what good is that gonna do you know like any other things that i needed to do to get better i just pretended you were lying there's no way no way i know him there's no way he meditates every day you know and uh you know and so it's real easy to do it's real easy to do in alcoholics anonymous you know i ran around here just character assassinated everybody and i was I was able to stay back i was able to continue to live the way i was living you know and and the, the awesome thing about it was I, I was used. I was used to feeling bad all the time, anyways. And so I just, I just adopted it as, a, that's just how I'm gonna be, because of the way I was living. I thought, I used the excuses because of the things I had done in my past. But none of the stuff I I had done in my past was making me feel like shit. It was the shit I did in the morning. The stuff that I was doing the same day that that made me feel terrible. But in my head, I, w- I would tell myself, it's because of all the bad things you've done you're never going to enjoy life. You're just going to get to enjoy it a little bit, you know? And so, so I suffered in Alcoholics Anonymous a long time. I lived in Alcoholics Anonymous, but really not a good person. You know, I had, I had no idea what it felt like to, I, 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 like I'm telling you, I just assumed everybody was lying. And so uh, I did that for many years. And, uh, you know, this last time, this last time I sobered up, you know, I had bought a house and, you know, you know, all the things you could imagine, I have done it, you know, I've made a lot of money and done a lot of jobs and, and, and a lot of places and a lot of cruises and all that stuff, you know, and I got to the point where, you know, I, I was getting loaded in, in my truck in the driveway because I had no gas, you know, my wife would come out, knock on the door, and be like, hey, leave me the fuck alone, I'm in the truck, like, can't you leave, I put towels up in the truck. So so she couldn't see in, you know, and she would still be knocking on the window like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, hey, dude, I'm in a fucking truck. Leave me alone. I got, I got no gas, you know, like, you know, so that, that was how, you know, that was how awesome that I had become. You know, Mr. Baller, you know, all kinds of money, all kinds of stuff. You know, I'm sitting in the front yard of my house getting loaded because I, I didn't have no gas money to leave my own house. Or I would have, you know, and so uh, You know, I could go on and on. The, the majority of my wreckage is, is, is I did here. Alcoholics Anonymous. Sober, the majority of it sober. You know, a lot of it on relapses. But you know, relapses since I came to Alcoholics Anonymous, I got strung out. You know, I became a way worse alcoholic, and uh, everything times ten because it is true what they say. You know, when you leave here, you got to get really fucked up to to stay loaded. You got to really turn it on. You know, you got to really get it going. And so. uh you know, in, in order to keep getting loaded, I had to, I had to push it, you know, and, uh, you know, several times during that, you know, I lost, I've lost a lot of people since I come to Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, we relapsed, we, we all decided it was a good idea, I had also had a very bad gambling problem, because gambling is good, ego, it feels your ego real, if you have a big ego, gambling's your thing, you, especially if you got money, you know, and, uh, you know, I had lost a bunch of money and, and we were doing so bad, my mind was so bad, I thought it was a good idea to, to double up, right? We got money, I could buy some drugs, we'll make some money, you know? And, uh, you know, there's four of us that, that had that great idea, we're all sober. And, uh, you know, out of that four, two, two died, and, and one one he's in prison for the rest of his life, you know? And uh, I happened to escape, you know, I happened to get away. And, uh, you know, so I, I've, I've suffered, i have taken some good losses in AA, and, uh, so th- this last time I-, I i pushed it so far where you know i i, I walked in the house i, I remember the last day I-, I walked in the house and my wife looked she had no choice she couldn't even leave me because she had nowhere to go you know I believe me she would have left like no nobody would take it because i was so crazy you don't want my wife and kids at your house because i'll probably come so nobody would let my wife and kids come to their house because for sure i'm coming right like no i'm sorry but you can't stay here Rope's gonna come, you know like you know and so my poor wife and kids which i got a lot of kids you know and uh you know she just looked at me like uh, i i never saw that look before it was looking this i wish disgust would not Disgust isn't even a strong enough word you know she looked at me like you know because I, I didn't know it, but she couldn't even buy milk and she's worried we lived in glendora only had two miles to get the kids to school she's worried about gas money to to get the kids to school you know and so and i didn't know that I know it now, but, you know, so I just, I got up, you know, I, I called Carl. They got me a bed and, uh, I, I went to American recovery and, uh, you know, I, I, I knew I've been coming, I've been coming to AA so long. I, I know AA works, you know, I, I knew I wasn't working it. I didn't blame AA. I, didn't, I just knew if, if I could sober up, I had a chance, you know? And so, uh, I didn't say nothing to nobody. I just left. You know, I just snuck off and uh, I got dropped off. And, uh, you know, I was there two days and they told me how to leave. They, they couldn't get me insured, I guess, because I'm not sure why, something to do with my record, whatever, medi wouldn't approve me, I, I couldn't stay. And so, uh, so on our two days, I'm on I'm on everything, heroin, meth, you name it, I'm taking pills. I, I'm trying to stop this with this, that, with that. So I'm strung out on everything, trying to stop everything, you know, and, uh, and so, you know, two days is not enough. You know? And I'm like, oh my, they're doing that too. I can't do it. You know, and uh you know, so they said I gotta leave. And and so I, I called my wife, you know, hey, you gotta pick me up, I'm at American Recovery. Where the fuck have you been? You know, she didn't know I was at. I said, I'm at American Recovery, come pick me up, I need to get to a meeting. And so because <laughs> I knew I, my only chance is get from here to a meeting or I'm I'm fucked. Right? And so she picked me up. I went straight to a meeting. It was like 3.30, you know? So I'm waiting at the 5 for, and she's not leaving. I'm like, hey, dude, you can leave. I'm not going. I'll, I'll wait here, you know? It's like, no, nah, I'll wait, you know? And so I'm waiting at the 5 for for uh, the 5 to start. You know, not the best meeting in the world, but the only one. So I said, hey, take me there, you know? And, uh, you know, she waited there. And she knew it too, though. She knew if he can get this thing, we'll be all right again. He could put it back together, you know? got an AA I could do anything you know and so uh, I stayed at that meeting and uh, you know every day every single day I, I went to a meeting you know and uh, you know guys would call me to do some work and, and I, would, I would go in you know uh, it, it would take me eight hours to do a, a little job that normally take me an hour and a half because I would had to go take a nap in the car in the car I still had a truck so I would have to do a little work and I'd go to the truck and take a little rest and go back in and work just to try to get, so we could eat, you know? And, uh, you know, one day I, I, didn't, I didn't know it either, but you know, my landlord, he loved me, you know? I had been there for 10 years and uh, I, I didn't know it, but I I didn't pay rent for a year. And so he's like, you gotta, you gotta leave. And so now I'm like four days sober, you know? I, I'm not, he doesn't have to evict me because I'll leave, you know? I said, you just gotta give me a little bit of time though. He's like, I'll give you a month i like, hey, not enough, man. I got four days sober, right? I can't even work. And, uh, you know, after a couple of IVs, I, I I was so burnt out, you know, I I went and I had to do some work. I ended up in the hospital. I had to take the IV, you know, I'd get out of the hospital, go back to work. And, uh, you know, little by little, I was able to put it together. And, uh, you know, I, I picked a sponsor that, you know, I was here a couple of weeks ago with, with Javier. You guys know my, my sponsor's Javier. And, uh, you know, to me, he was one of the biggest liars in AA, you know? I didn't believe nothing him and his friends said, you know? I thought they were all full of shit, you know? And they they behaved like that because they were nerds, you know? They couldn't do what what they wanted to do, so they had to listen to their old lady, do whatever their old lady said, But you know? Whatever it was, I, I made up. And so I said, you know what? I, I picked a guy that I couldn't stand the worst, you know? And I asked him to be my sponsor, and so on. Uh, you know, and, and so every day I, I would call my sponsor every, every day, you know, we we did end up homeless, you know, we, if you want to call Airbnb, we, we stayed at Airbnb, you know, but uh, hotel a couple of nights, it, it, that was pretty incomprehensibly demoralizing, you know, cause I got five kids, now six, at the time I had six, but I wasn't seeing my little one at the time, and, uh, and so, uh, we, you know, I, I had to stay at Airbnbs until I got a place to live, you know, and, uh. And I I was so, how I think about it? It was so nice because, you know, the way that my brain works now and the way how simple my mind was then was it was a gift, you know, and I I don't know if it's all the years in Alcoholics Anonymous before something finally worked, you know, all these years I've been coming to AA, maybe something worked because I didn't question anything. I did whatever he told me to do, you know, and I, I, to this day, I don't make a single decision Without talking to him first And so every day Every day I would call Every day What am I going to do Okay just do this Alright you know And so uh, You know every day gone by, we, we ended up getting the house We're still in the house now And uh, You know I'll tell you guys the, How, how it's going And then I'll tell you How it is now But you know Little by little I, I was able to work again You know And so I was able To build a company again You know And uh, I was able To pay my rent You know I couldn't pay All the bills all the time i made sure to pay the rent because of i i, I know my wife was worried about having a place to live you know so work my ass off just to pay the rent you know and then uh and once the rent was paid then we'd worry about all the other little stuff you know and uh you know now the way the the those those days all those days put together all those days being com- completely defeated have given me a life today that. I, I couldn't even tell you, you wouldn't believe it today, you know, the life that I have, you know, and so little by little, going to work every day, whether I liked it or not, little by little, my ego started waking up, you know, because I didn't stay defeated, I, I started defeated, you know, and then uh, little by little, but this time I was able to notice it, you know, because this time i I I'd done enough work. That first year, you know, we, we completed our steps. And and that first year, I was practicing these principles and these steps in all my affairs. And so for some reason, I, I wasn't really interested in cheating on my wife, you know. For some reason, I wasn't really interested in hindsight only because I don't, I don't know what exactly the combination was, you know. Maybe I didn't gamble because I didn't have a shit ton of money. I don't know, but I, I, I didn't do all the terrible things that, that I was so easily doing all these other years I've been in Alcoholics Anonymous, you know. And uh, because of all those years in Alcoholics Anonymous doing the wrong thing, I was able to just instinctively somehow, I, I, I did the right thing because I don't know how I did it, you know? you know. And little by little, I would read, you know, I read every day, I read, you know. And so all those days, I would read, you know, I would read, I would read, and I would pray, and I would pray because I, I couldn't get to work. So I prayed, Lord, come on, let me go to work, you know, like, okay, go to work. You know, make nothing, but I didn't care, you know? I'd have to split the money with my worker because it wasn't a lot. i say, but I can't, we're not gonna make a lot today. I'll split this with you. No problem, bro. All right, let's go, you know? And, uh, and so because of that, I, I, I was able to put together a little bit of life. You know, day by day, I, I put together a life. You know, every day I put together a life. And uh, every, every day, you know, I, I, I've developed a relationship with God. Every day, every day, it took every day. Just like any relationship I have with Frank or Steve or anybody I have, even with Les, uh, the, the same, that that same way I built friendships, I was able to build a relationship with God, you know, and uh, not one I made up, not one of, that approved of all the terrible things I like to do, you know, the, the, the real one, they, they have a book about them, they've proven all the stuff that, uh, if you have a problem with it, that's fine, but I, I, I like the one in the book, you know, the one that built this program for us. You know, that's the guy that I pray to every day. And, uh, you know, and so now, you know, now that. On a daily basis t- today, I don't, I don't have any problems in my life. And I assure you, I search for them all the time. Sometimes I make some up, but I assure you, I, I don't have any problems in my life today. Not one single problem, you know? And that's because every day. Some days I fail, you know? But I'll tell you right now, to, to, on the days that I fail. I still don't react. Like there's days that I have horrible days. Not really, but right here, they're horrible. Right here was a struggle, all day struggle, all day looking at the bad, all day negative, all day this, you know. But I still didn't say that to anybody, you know. I still didn't share my terrible thinking with anybody besides my sponsor or another alcoholic, or another member. You know, I, I didn't run around yelling at everybody, you know. And so, uh, you know, I, I... I, I I read every every morning I read during the day I read you know today I listen to the same pastor four times the same talk four times, you know, just in case I miss something I like to talk, so I listen to it four times that's four hours well the the one the one I listened to four times I think it was twenty six minutes, but the one after is an hour and fifteen minutes, and I listen to that because i i drove, I drive a lot you know and uh you know and, and i still I still have trouble you know I notice sometimes I'll be singing. Because I like to sing country music or Christian music. It helps keep my mind right. I sing a lot in the truck by myself, you know. I'll be singing a Christian song and I see a girl walk by. I look at the girl. I'm like, hey, dude, you just sing a Christian song. Where <laughs> You know, like, you know, but I, I still, I struggle today, you know. I don't, I didn't pull over and, and talk to the, you know, but I still, I, th- this thing is still broken, you know. And uh, I, I have not, I have not figured out a way to quiet him down yet, but, but I do get to enjoy peace today that I, I did i didn't know existed you know and it's usually when i'm working hard on my relationship with god and i i, I noticed i can i can go like two three months really hand in hand with god really with god's presence all, all day long you know for for a good three months i, I would one of the books I, I read he suggested that every 60 minutes give one minute to god right so i was doing it religiously you know Every 60 minutes, I, probably even more. I give a minute to God, you know? Then I got down 30 minutes, minute to God, you know? And that was the best three months of my life, you know? And then one day I got a good idea, behaved poorly, and then you know, struggled for two months to get that relationship tight again. Not because God doesn't want to immediately come back and hang out with me, but because I don't want to hang out with God. You know, that's the problem I have. I, I feel every time I make a mistake or I do something wrong, i i I push like frank said i I push god out of the car i drop him off at 7-Eleven and i take the wheel you know because i feel bad you know i and i i think i feel like that's what i'm supposed to do but that isn't what we're supposed to do you know you do something wrong or something you're not very proud of that's the time you're supposed to say hey god can you hang out with me you know because all day i drive you know I, i sometimes say hey god you want to hear me sing this song for you you know or i'll say hey god you want want to listen to this pastor talk with me, you know? Hey God, you I gotta make a phone call. You want to hang out while I make this phone call, you know? Because maybe it's a tough call, or, or maybe I don't want to make the call, you know? Or or hey God, my my wife's been going through. You want to go home with me? You want to come home with me so that way I can be a little bit nice to my wife because she's going through whatever woman shit she's going through at the time, you know? And uh, we're getting old. You know? uh, you know so these things You that's one of the things I I wanted because I hear a lot of guys talk you know and sometimes I wonder if they're really as crazy as me you know and if they are what what do you do you know and I I know now like the more you seek God the the more you concentrate on God the, the better it is but it's a full time job and most alcoholics are lazy right I don't want to you know, that's like you hear rich kid crying. my dad owns a Ferrari company, so I gotta drive shitty Ferraris all the time. You know, like, like my life will be unbelievable if all I do is seek God. Because while I'm seeking God, my business runs good. You know, my money's good, everything looks good. You know, I don't have to worry about anything. It doesn't take any extra time in my life to, to do my job, as long as I'm seeking God. But when rope gets in charge, rope thinks he's running his company, He's taking care of the things at home. He's in charge of the relationship at home. And everybody's doing good because Rogue's taking care of business, you know? That, that's an easy one. And, and I don't, sometimes I don't even know it, you know? I just know it when she, things looking real shitty, you know, my life's unbelievable. I don't have a single problem in my life and I, I'm searching for problems. I know, uh-oh, Rogue's in charge. Okay, God, can you help me out? Hang out with me for a little bit. And since I have to say it a hundred times. Sometimes I'm listening to a pastor talk on on the radio or, or on on YouTube. I listen to YouTube a lot, or on YouTube, and 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 while I'm listening to the the Word, I'm thinking bad stuff. I go, whoa, hey, whoa, what happened? I, how many things do I got put on headphones and hear this and hear this? Cause my head goes so so south on me, you know. And so uh, I I know one thing. If, if if there's one thing that I can say tonight that the the only way the only way to quiet this thing down is is to see god and if you can't do that you're never going to get this quiet and you're never going to feel quite right because that void frank was talking about that's that's how you feel the void That's what the 12 steps of alcohol Anonymous are for. So four to develop a relationship with god so then that way you'll be okay because with him you could do anything and i mean it because I, I do anything i don't have financial problems it hasn't made my life better but it's nice not having them you know I, don't, I, don't, I have a great relationship at home. My kids are great. Everybody's healthy. You know, I got work. I, I, I only do work that I want to do. I, I don't even have to pick jobs. I, I do the jobs I want to do. If I don't like the job, I don't do it because I don't have to. You know, so it's none of those things. None of those things change this. Only my relationship with God. You know, and so if, if, if there's any answer, it's that. You know, hey, God, you want to go to the store with me? I gotta, can you go to Walmart with me? I gotta to go to Walmart. You wanna come? Cause he'll come anywhere you invite him. But that's the only way you're gonna be free. You know that—that's what I noticed. So the, the biggest deal in my life is that relationship today. I don't know how much time I got, but I think I'm done. Is that it? All right. Yeah, I'm done. All right. Thank you. All right.
2: I'm less alcoholic. Let's give Frank and Roki a hand for a great meeting. We want to thank John for cooking, and Fernando for service, and everybody else that's involved. Uh, I'm your grapevine rep. Uh, Meeting in a print, you know. I always say, we read it. Then you bring it back, and we'll recirculate it. This is a pretty good one. Finding our way. Uh, You know, you could send a one of these to. To someone in prison or you could drop one off at at, uh, the doctor's office or a recovery house or anything I mean I I find them you never know when you get stuck stuck on stupid you know you pull this out meeting in a print and and uh, and get and get centered you know Uh, blindness has made me keenly aware of the needs of others alcoholics with Diabetes in my life is devoted to raising awareness within AA. Anybody want to come up and take it? Finding our way? Come on up and get it. And then read it and bring it back and we'll recirculate it. No, no takers? All right. There you go. Thank you. Nick, come on up. Where's Nick? If you're new, you know, welcome and uh, all your chip takers, you're welcome. You know, they told me when I got here, you know, to sit down and enjoy the ride and, uh, you know, get involved in, 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 a, in a home group or get involved in a meeting and a, a stick in the meeting in the middle of the pack because uh, that's that's where I learned that I still have to stay in the middle of the pack. You know, I can't do this by myself, but we could do it together. Right. Amen. Amen. All right, Nick, you ready?
3: All right, guys, we got three options today. Um, The
2: original big book,
3: um, a replica of the first edition. We have AA in prison, inmate to inmate. And then also, sorry, that's right. Okay, and then also, one more, our great responsibility, okay? So everyone, let's go ahead and get our tickets out. All right, first ticket is gonna be ending in 5592. Five five nine two. Any takers? Five five nine two. Going once. Going twice. All right. Here we go. Here he Robert. Robert.
0: Right. There we go, Robert. Hey,
3: All right. Which <laughs> one you want? That's too much. Yeah. Alright. Second ticket, guys, is ending in five five seven two. Five five seven two. Anyone? Any takers? Five five seven two? Five five seven two. Do do? Five, five seven two. No. No. Going once? Going twice? So, um, so. all right, next one, next one, guys. Five, five, six, two. Five, five, six, two. On. There we go. We got a winner. Yeah. Which one would you
2: like? Uh prison one, please. There you
3: go. Thank you. Welcome home. Thank you. Alright, thank you. Hold on to your other ones, okay? You never know. You might luck out. All right. Uh this is the last one, guys, ending in five five seven seven. Five five seven seven. Five five seven seven. Five, five, seven, seven. Going once. Going twice? Alright, one more, one more. Five, five, seven, three. Five, five, seven, three. Five, five, (laughs) seven, three. There we go. Oh, we got a winner. There she goes. Five,
4: five, seven, three. You got it.
3: Don't be shy. It was meant to be.
4: <laughs> Somebody handed me a winning
3: ticket. <laughs> there you go. That's a person trying to be of service. That's all. All right. all right. Thank you guys for letting me be of service. All right,
4: Nick. Yeah, right there. Let's thank Nick and Les for a great job. And yeah. Frank and Rokey. Woo! Coming out from another country. No, no, another state. <laughs> thank you so much. We really appreciate you guys trudging over here with us. Fernando Alcoholic, the promises. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we're halfway through. We're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace no matter how far down the scale we have gone. We will see how our experience can benefit others that feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitudes and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. Now, after a moment of silence for the alcoholic that still suffers in and out of these rooms and the innocent children caught on the cross for hurt, please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, See you coming back, family. Woohoo! One thing, one thing, one thing. Hey, I got a court card that's signed for, for anyone that needs it.